Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, December 7th. The time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this one-hour-plus block of time when we pray and intercede and come before the Lord in petition and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents and guardians of unsaved sons and daughters. This podcast was born approximately just over a year ago out of my own burden for my two adult children who were unsaved and recently my son after much prayer and intercession on his behalf accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and of course there is still much work to be done in discipling him and I am also continuing to pray for my daughter's salvation that she come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as well and there are many of those of you who are listening right now who have perhaps teenagers who are not saved or have wandered away from the church or have no interest in the things of God and the things of eternity. They've been lured away by the temptations of the world or perhaps peer pressure. And they're living their lives pursuing other things which are distracting them from the things of God and pursuing the things of eternity. And there are many of us who are parents of adult children. Maybe perhaps these adult children have the thought that they have outgrown the faith. It was okay when they were younger, but they're adults now, they may think, and they're pursuing their own lives, living their own lives and pursuing career or pleasure or other things. Maybe perhaps these adult children go to church on occasion and pick up a Bible now and then, and they believe that's enough. But they've never fully committed their lives to Jesus Christ, putting him on the throne, repenting of their sins. This podcast is dedicated, committed and yes, consecrated to the ministry of praying for those of us who are parents of unsaved sons and daughters and praying for them that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that they be delivered of whatever is holding them in bondage to their life of sin and keeping them from accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You know, I've said it before, and it bears repeating Time and time again, I cannot say it enough, that biblical prophecy is being fulfilled right before our very eyes, and I do not believe that we are living in the last days. I believe we are living in the last seconds, the last moments of history. And the third thing that I believe is that the rapture of the church, the rapture of the church is imminent. It is the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar. It could happen tonight. We don't want our prodigal sons and daughters to get left behind 
when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and snatches away all born-again believers, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds in the air to meet the Lord. And following the rapture, there will be a terrible time on earth known as the Great Tribulation when God will pour out his judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant earth. It will be judgment time for planet earth. Those of us who have surrendered their lives to Christ will be taken out of this world. We won't be here for the judgment. It's going to be a terrible time, and we do not want our prodigals here for it. We don't want our prodigals to go into a Christless eternity. So we pray, petition, intercede, and present supplication to the Lord that our unsaved sons and daughters realize their need for a Savior, realize that they need to accept Christ as their Lord, realize that it is appointed once for men to die, and after this to judgment. Hell is real. The rapture is actually going to happen. And there is salvation in no other name given among men by which we can be saved except Jesus Christ. It's not found in Buddha or Hinduism or Islam or any other religion. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come unto the Father except through him. He is the light of the world. He is living water. He is the one that can have your name written in the book of life. And so we need to continue to pray and fast for our unsaved and prodigal and wayward and backslidden sons and daughters for their salvation. <clears throat> we don't want to agonize <clears throat> excuse me, over their lifestyles. Many times we do agonize over the things that they're doing, the people they're hanging out with, the places where they're going. We commit them to the Lord's care. God knows what he's doing, and he will do what needs to be done so that they turn to him. But we need to pray and fast and commit them to his hands. They're in the best of hands with our Lord Jesus Christ. He knows the correct time and the, the correct way to bring them to the foot of the cross. And that is what this podcast is all about. This is a live podcast. and We welcome your participation in it. If you're a regular listener, we welcome you back. And if you're a new listener, we welcome you. If you have a scripture you'd like to share, a testimony you want to share, a prayer request that you want us to bring before the throne of grace when the time of prayer comes later on in the podcast. If there's an insight you want to share, something you have to say can strengthen and edify me or anybody else who's tuning into this podcast. Now, although this is a live podcast, there are many people listening in different locations. And because of time differences in different locations, or perhaps people can't tune in live because they're working, or any other reason, many people will be downloading this podcast at a later time. 
And that's okay, too, because the Spirit of God can work through a downloaded podcast as easy as he can through a live program. But if you're tuning in live right now and you want to be a part of this live podcast, if you're tuning in on the Podbean app, there is a phone icon that you can click on. We can patch you in live to hear your insights, your scriptures that you want to share, your testimony on what the Lord is doing in your life mightily. Or perhaps you have a prayer request, or maybe you want to, you don't want to come on live. You want to type it in, key it in, and we will see it on our website podcast board, and we will bring it before the throne of grace. At this time, we want to welcome listeners from a variety of localities. Domestically in the United States, we want to welcome listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Idaho, and Georgia. We welcome listeners in Alabama and Maryland and Tennessee. Texas and Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia and West Virginia, New Jersey and Montana, Illinois, Minnesota and Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island and Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky and Arkansas, Mississippi and the great state of Wyoming. Internationally, we welcome listeners in Mexico. Canada, Australia, and France. We welcome listeners in Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, and Zimbabwe, Tanzania, and Japan. And most recently, yes, we have listeners who are tuning in in Russia. God bless you all. We welcome you again to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And now I'd like you to join me in a word of opening prayer before we go any further. Touch and agree with me, please. Father, we thank you for this time when we can come before you in prayer, Lord God. We don't want anything to hinder our prayers, Lord. Any hidden sin anything that we've said or done, any attitude that we've had, any frame of mind that we've had, anything, any action that we may have taken, any way that we've treated people, no matter what it is, Lord God, your word says, who can ascend into your holy hill and come before your presence? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. And Lord, we want to have clean hands and a pure heart. And so we ask you, We truly ask you, we humbly ask you for forgiveness of sin, for cleansing, spiritual cleansing, Lord God. Not just so that our prayers won't be hindered, Lord, but that nothing stand between the relationship between you and us, Lord God. We don't want any offense to come between us, Lord. And so we humbly repent. We're sorry. Forgive us, Lord God. If we have failed you in any way, if we have said or done or thought anything that's been displeasing to you, and that's been in a manner not worthy of our calling, thank you for your forgiveness, Lord God, for your mercy. We ask this forgiveness, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.
and amen. And so again, we welcome you to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Tomorrow is the first day of Hanukkah. We want to wish a happy holiday to all our Jewish friends who may be tuning in, either live or through a download. Happy Hanukkah, happy holidays to you. And may God bless you. Well, the title of tonight's devotional is The Renewing of Your Mind. The Renewing of Your Mind. And our scripture text is taken from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, you give your anxiety. We give our anxieties about our prodigal children to God. But an hour later, its weight is back on our shoulders. We ask God to help us to control our temper. But then something happens that pushes our buttons. And we lose our tempers and blow our tops. Saying and doing things that we shouldn't do or say. We end up praying that we will not have any ungodly thoughts of anger, anxiety, or doubt. We even, as the scripture states, reckon ourselves to be dead to sinful thoughts. But then those thoughts re-enter our minds. We surrender ourselves to God. But then so soon, so easily, we revert back to our old habits. We all mean well and we all want to be obedient. But how often, how so often we fall short? Why is that? Well, we're going to be exploring this issue, the renewing of our minds and talking about it and sharing some insights. And then we'll come up with some nuts and bolts ideas, what it means to renew our minds and be in complete obedience to the Lord. But first, let's read our scripture together. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And I'll be reading first from the New Living Translation and then from the King James Version. First, the New Living Translation. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, for yourselves. And then you will learn to know what is his good and pleasing and perfect will. And now, the King James Version. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, that word in the King James Version, ye, in the Greek grammatically, originally, is plural, meaning that the renewing of our minds is God's will for all believers, not just for some. You know, Jesus told a interesting story that illustrates one of the most important single principles in breaking a sinful habit or behavioral patterns. And it's found in Luke chapter 11, verse 26. A man who had been inhabited by a demon rejoiced when that evil spirit was expelled and cast out. And the wicked spirit then passed through waterless places seeking rest. 
and finding none, it decided to return to its original habitation, namely the man. To its satisfaction, the demon saw that its original habitation was unoccupied, swept, and put in order. It then found seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they went in and resided there. And the last state of that man became worse than the first. Now, why did this man fail in his quest for freedom? Why did he fall back in bondage? He didn't understand the principle of replacement. The principle of replacement. None of us can overcome evil by simply renouncing it. Every year in January, people make New Year's resolutions with the best of intentions of making changes only so often to fall short from their resolutions. The sincerity is there. So is the desire and the will. But the follow-through often falls short. No, again, none of us can overcome evil by renouncing it. Rather, we can only do so by substituting the good in its place. Sinful habits, behavior, and thoughts cannot be broken without replacing them with righteous, godly ones. It's extremely difficult by sheer willpower to force oneself to stop thinking ungodly thoughts. Now, we may get on our knees and ask God to take these thoughts away, and then we may determine not to have those thoughts again. You can try this simple experiment. Think of the number eight, and then visualize it in your mind for approximately 60 seconds. Now, stop thinking about it. Most likely, the number eight will still be in your mind because it was the last thing you were thinking about, even for a moment. Now, do the opposite. Think of the number 100 and divide it by two. Again, the chances are very likely that this information will take the place of the previous thought of the number eight. Now, what's the point of what I am saying? Well, simply this. Sinful thought patterns and behaviors can be squeezed out of your mind and dispositioned by turning your thoughts to the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures. Freedom comes by filling your mind with God's thoughts, namely and simply put, focusing and meditating on God's Holy Word. You know, there was a true story of a young man whose wife had died of cancer. And she was suffering intensely during the last weeks of her life. Yet, she and her husband enjoyed this tragedy without bitterness or self-pity. Now, how did this husband and wife combat thoughts of being resentful and angry throughout this terrible ordeal? Well, when he was asked, the husband's reply was this. Yes, we had many moments like that. But when these thoughts came... I read the scriptures to my wife, and then we bought the entire New Testament on audio, and the Psalms as well, and we played them over and over again, as well as godly Christian music. That was their secret, expelling angry and anxious thoughts by filling the mind with the Word of God. To diffuse the power of sin and negativity, we as believers need to have our thought patterns replaced by the word of God. Every temptation, vice, ungodly thought of sin, every anxiety, worry, anger, 
or anything else that comes into our thought life that can influence our behavior must be brought under the control of the Spirit of God. Now let's look at our scripture text. First the phrase, and be not conformed. That phrase, be not conformed, is grammatically in the Greek present imperative. This means that Paul's listeners were already currently allowing their environment and situation to influence their thoughts, reactions, and their behaviors. This would include ungodly influences to conform to behavior, as well as worrying and anxiety regarding the persecution and difficult times that they were going through. In fact, the word conformed is the Greek word suchematizo, suchematizo. It means to form according to a pattern or a mold. This was the Greek word that was used when plaster was poured into a mold to make a statue or an image. And over time, the plaster would harden and take on the shape of the mold that it was in. And if we allow it to happen, sinful and ungodly pressures and anxieties and influences will begin to affect and compromise our trust and confidence in the Lord. And before you know it, we will harden like the plaster in the mold, and our hearts will no longer be softened to the complete confidence and trust that we should have in our Lord. But then we have a strong reversal of direction, commanded in the following phrase after that, but be transformed. To be conformed is caused by external and outside influences affecting what's inside. But to be transformed is to change, and that change is caused from within. The Greek word for transformed is the word metamorphou. Metamorphou. And in Greek grammatically, this word is in the passive voice, which means that the process of change has been caused within by an outside force, the complete opposite. And how does this transformation take place? By the renewing anakenu. Anakenu. That is the Greek word for renewing of our minds. Uh, that word in particular is in the present tense as opposed to the other ones. Renewing, akaneu, is in the present tense and passive voice, meaning that it is a continual process that is caused by an outside force causing an inward change. And what is this outside force? None other than the Spirit of God. And what is the sword or chief weapon of the Spirit of God? the Word of God. And there you have it, brother and sister. Now let's get into some nuts and bolts suggestions of this renewing of the mind that will combat ungodly and destructive thoughts that seek to destroy the peace that is rightfully ours in Christ Jesus and keeping us from complete obedience to what we should be. First suggestion is to identify the thoughts that have been plaguing you and that you need replace. Identify the thoughts that have been plaguing you and that you need replace. These thoughts could be thoughts of worry or low self-esteem, thoughts of unworthiness or malice, maybe anger, lust or bitterness. We need to make sure we know exactly what kind of thoughts are prevalent in our mind 
which are keeping us from having the peace that passes all understanding. Second suggestion is to find specific scriptures that deal with these exact things. Find specific scriptures that deal with these exact thought patterns. Use a Bible dictionary or concordance for this. For example, if you're plagued by thoughts of fear or anxiety, Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 may be the verse you're looking for. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Maybe perhaps you're plagued by thoughts that God has abandoned you and he doesn't have a plan for your life. Well, Psalm 138 verse 8 says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Maybe you're plagued by the belief that the Lord is not listening to your prayer for your prodigal. He's ignoring you and he won't answer it. Well, Micah chapter 7 verse 7 says, But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Maybe perhaps you're plagued by fears of instability and insecurity. Trials may be shaking your very foundation of confidence. Well, memorize and write down Psalm 16, verse 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Maybe perhaps you're having a hard time sleeping at night, worried about your prodigal son and daughter. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, Thou will keep in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. You get the idea, my brother and sister. Identify the thoughts that have been plaguing you, and then find specific scriptures that deal with these exact things. The third suggestion is write down these scripture references on an index card, perhaps, using your favorite version that simplifies the passage. I personally like to use larger size index cards, and on one side, I will write the passage down, and perhaps in two different versions for perspective. On the other side of the index card, I'll write down an insight, perhaps an insight from a commentary or a devotional that'll shed light on the passage. So on one side of the index card, I'll have the scripture reference, and on the other side, a helpful insight that will edify me that's consistent with the biblical passage. The fourth suggestion is make that Bible verse the scripture for memorization for the week. Make that Bible verse the scripture for memorization for the week. If you have an exceptionally good memory, instead of doing one passage, you can do two each one addressing a different thought or behavior that the Bible text addresses. The fifth suggestion is meditate on the scripture, asking questions such as, how should this text change me? What is it asking me to do? Is there a command or promise to obey? Does this verse have to do with the situation that I'm facing? In what way? 
Let the Spirit of God guide you into other inquiries and questions. And then turn the scripture text into a prayer, perhaps even inserting your name in the scripture. Those five suggestions are things that I do on a regular basis, and I have a large supply of index cards, many of them, again, with scripture references on one side, maybe using several versions on one side that shed light on the different way they're phrased. And on the other side of the index card, an insight from a commentary or devotional that sheds light on the passage and speaks to me. These five suggestions I found have been helpful to me in refocusing my thoughts on the things of God, the law and principle of replacement, replacing ungodly thoughts or thoughts of worry or anxiety or whatever it may be, replacing these thoughts with scripture and carrying them with you perhaps and taking them out of your pocket and reading them throughout the day, both the scripture text and the insight, filling your mind and your heart with the Word of God. Well, you know, the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit, and the sword of the Spirit combats every anxiety and every apprehension that we could ever have. But now a word of admonition. Now, although this may sound like we're exerting effort, and we're indeed told that we should rest in the Lord, with which I agree, remember, only a believer who is disciplined in the word of God, can find true rest. And this rest is to be found in Psalm 1, which clearly states, in taking the delight of the law of the Lord in your heart and meditating in it day and night. As we continue to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, we should not allow the enemy to attack our thoughts, to make us doubt God's promise for their deliverance and salvation or make us lose patience with our prodigals. Let's take our minds off what is occurring in the world, off our circumstances and situations, and let's focus and meditate on God's word. The word of God will refresh, restore, and renew us. Well, I hope this devotional was a blessing to you. And again, these are suggestions that I utilize in my own walk with the Lord. And they've been very helpful to me with regards to keeping my mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and at this time, we break into a musical interlude with two numbers which glorify the Lord and edify our spirits. So I played these two numbers recently, but... It's been laid upon my heart to play them again. And both these numbers are from the Soul Purpose Evangelical Church worship team, of which my wife and I are members of. And these numbers are called Not Going Back, and the second one is Run to the Father. So listen and be blessed. We will return after these two musical interlude numbers with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Listen and be blessed.
going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you, old things made new, surrender my life to Christ, sing, moving, not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in all things may new, surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. What a moment you have such a freedom I have found in you you're the healer who makes all things new yeah 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 going back moving ahead here to declare to you my past is over in you old things made new surrender my life to Christ I'm moving, moving forward. You have risen with all power in your hands. You have given me a second and hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going back, moving second chance. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, 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 not going back, moving ahead, here to Surrender my 
I'm not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you, all things made new, surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving, not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you. All things made new, surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. 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 You make all things new, yes. You make all things new, yes. Hallelujah. 
your son for redemption, the prize for my heart. I don't have a context for that kind of love. I don't understand, I can't comprehend, all I know is I, I need you. Run to the Father, fall into grace, I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I run to the Father again and again. I run to the Father, I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I run to the Father again and again and again and again. to the Father. That's the prayer of all of us who are parents of prodigals, that they get delivered of whatever is holding them in bondage, and they run to the Father in repentance and acceptance of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and again, this is a live program, and we welcome your participation. If you want to chime in with an insight, 
share a scripture, and there is still time to key in or call in your prayer request, and we'll bring it before the throne of grace for your prodigal and unsaved son and daughter, so that their names are written in the book of life, and they spend eternity with the Lord Jesus. But right now, we're going to get right into prayer. We have numerous requests that we'll be bringing before the throne of grace, and I pray that you touch and agree with me. Many of these requests we pray for every single week, and we'll continue to pray for them. We have a few new ones which have recently come in, so let's get right to it. Every week, we pray for two young men, both of them by the name of Joshua, and as you all know, both these young men, if you've tuned in before, are in bondage to addiction, drug addiction, and they both need a savior to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. So touch and agree with me right now for these two young men. Both of them, ironically, are named Joshua. Let's pray for both these young men right now. Heavenly Father, you look down, look down on these two young men. Their lives are being destroyed, ruined, just wasted away by drug addiction. The enemy has both these young men in complete and total bondage. And the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And that's what he wants to see in the lives of these two young men. He wants them dead, physically and spiritually. And right now we lift up both these young men named Joshua in the name of Jesus. God, we come before you in Jesus' name. Bring in both Joshuas before you, laying them before you, Father. You see what they're in bondage to. The stronghold of drug addiction. We pray, Lord God, that you bind the strong man, break the chains, release both these young men from the bondage of drug addiction. Lord God, this is definitely a stronghold that has many a young person in bondage, and a lot of times it seems like it's just not going to release. But Lord, right now in Jesus' name, we go into prayer warfare for the, both these young men. We rebuke, we rebuke, we rebuke in the name of Jesus, drug addiction. We rebuke the mind that says that they want drugs. We rebuke the effects physically on the body, the physical craving for drugs right now in the lives of these two young men. Give both these young men an aversion, a distaste for using drugs. Bring, yes, Lord, bring both these young men to the end of their rope, Lord God, to the end of themselves. Bring them both to the point where they can't go any further, and they turn to you, Lord God. Convict them. Convict them of what they're doing. Open up their eyes to the truth of the gospel. We just bring both Joshua's before you. We just pray for their deliverance and for their salvation. Give both these young men a Damascus Road experience, Lord God. Do what needs to be done in both their lives, even if it means knocking them around, Lord God. Do what's necessary to break the stubborn self-will. Do what's necessary to soften the hardened heart. That's a scary thing to pray, Lord. 
but we trust them both into your hands to do what's needed. The most important thing is the salvation of their souls. And so we commit both Joshua's to you, Lord God, rebuking the forces of darkness, pleading the blood of Jesus, and trusting you with their deliverance and salvation, thanking you right now because we know that you're working. We know it's coming to pass in your time, in your way. We trust you. We trust you with both these young men. We trust you with the process. In Jesus' name, we thank you. In advance, in faith, we thank you, Lord God. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. These three young ladies are in bondage to a variety of issues. Low self-esteem, perhaps, depression, maybe hostility to the gospel, maybe addiction to different lifestyles and apathy, peer pressure, whatever it is. We're going to pray against it, and we're going to pray for the deliverance and salvation. We're going to call them out by name, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. Lord God, we named them. Gabby, Valentina, and Angela, you see these three young ladies, each of their individual lives. You see where they are, who they're with, what they're doing, what they're thinking, the way they're behaving, Lord God. You see the individual chains, the individual bonds that have these three young ladies bound. It could be, one could be bound to peer pressure. Friends who are influencing her not to come to Christ. Another one could be bound to depression. Another one could be bound to hostility to the gospel. You, Lord, you know the details of each of these three young ladies, Lord. And so we ask, Holy Spirit, that you deal with each young lady in accordance to what their need is and what needs to be done for the salvation, the deliverance and salvation of their souls, Lord. Lord Jesus. Speak to these three young ladies. Call them. Call them, Lord God. Give no rest to these three young ladies. Give them no rest during the day. Bring people into their lives. Classmates, friends, family members who are saved. Let the gospel message get to them. Let it nudge, continue. Everywhere they turn, let the gospel message be right around the corner. Don't let them get away from it, Lord God. Harass them, if necessary, Lord God. Give them no rest at night, Lord. Speak to them at night. When they're alone with their thoughts, Lord Jesus, through the power of your Spirit, speak to their hearts on the emptiness of the lives that they're living, on the futility of what they're doing, and how temporary their lives are. Lord God, speak to their three hearts, their three minds. Convict them of their sin. Convict them of their need for a Savior. Again, Lord, do what needs to be done to save these three young ladies. We pray for their deliverance. We rebuke the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke demonic forces 
that have these three young ladies in bondage. We command the forces of darkness to release and loosen. This is spiritual warfare, a battle in the heavenlies between the forces of good and evil. And right now we do combat, spiritual combat, through intercession, prayer, and petition. We bind the strong man, rebuke the forces of darkness in the lives of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. And we plead the blood of Christ over each one of them. Each one of their households, Lord God, has a godly parent who's praying for them. Help the, help the family members of these three young ladies to continue in prayer, to persevere in prayer and not give up. No discouragement. No downcast spirit. Let the Holy Spirit edify and strengthen the family members of these three young ladies so that they continue to pray and believe for their salvation. Again, we lay claim for these three young ladies. We plead the blood, Lord Jesus, your blood over them. Don't let them go into a Christless eternity, God. Don't let them get left behind. Deliver and save Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. We thank you right now. We really thank you, Lord God. We know it's coming to pass and it's going to happen. We don't know when. We don't know how. But we're waiting. We know it will come. The testimony that God is moving in their lives. We commit all three into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. It was just over a year ago when my dear brother Jamie contacted me and told me that his lovely daughter, China, who was in bondage, was released from bondage, and China surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. But as I've always said, the enemy will never allow something like this to go unaddressed and unchallenged, and so we need to pray for China's continued strength in the Lord and her perseverance. Touch and agree with me for China. Father, we thank you so much for bringing China into the fold, for writing her name in the book of life, for moving in her life and letting her realize she needs a savior and she surrendered her life to you. No more resisting, but realizing that she needs salvation. We thank you for saving her, Lord God, for moving in her life, for pushing back the forces of darkness. And now she's saved She'll be with the marriage supper of the Lamb, Lord God. We thank you for China's salvation. But Lord, right now we pray that you continue to strengthen China. Strengthen her, Lord God. Give her perseverance. Lord, make her a prayer warrior. Give her a hunger and a thirst to seek you. Give her a desire to worship you, to serve you. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. Baptize her in the Holy Ghost, Lord God. Give her an upper room experience, power from on high, to live the holy and godly life that it's your will for her to live, Lord. We rebuke any counterattack from the enemy. The enemy has a contract on China. He wants to see her dead. He wants to see her backslide. He wants to discourage her. And right now we rebuke the forces of darkness right now. We lift China up in prayer. Lord, preserve China, keep her, strengthen her, edify her. Again, Lord, turn her into an Esther, turn her into a Mary, turn her into 
a woman of God, Lord, into a Sarah, into a Ruth, into an Elizabeth, consecrated, committed, dedicated, powerful. Put a battalion of angels around her to protect her, Lord God, from any satanic counterattack. We plead the blood of Jesus over China right now. We thank you and we praise you for her continued strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Edgar. Edgar is the adult son of my dear sister Rose and brother Frank, who are members of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. And they pray every day for the salvation of their son. Now, it's my understanding that Edgar has a friend named Melissa who has a heart for the gospel. I don't know if she's saved, but Melissa is softened towards the things of God. It's my understanding that Melissa perhaps has been somewhat of an influence on Edgar in terms of maybe considering going to church or maybe even reading the Bible, whatever it is. We're going to lift up Edgar in prayer and Melissa, for that matter. Touch and agree with me right now. Their souls are at stake. Eternity is at stake right now. Father, we lift up Edgar right now, this young man. You see the things he's involved with, the things he's doing, the lifestyle he's living. And Lord, we just pray that you do what needs to be done in his life so that he come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Give him a distaste for whatever it is he's doing that thinks will satisfy him, Lord. Father, salvation is found in no other except you, Lord God. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, don't let Edgar look for any other way to find peace in this life. If he's seeking truth, Lord God, Steer him away from false ideologies or lies or deceptions and let Edgar realize that you are the truth. And Lord, if he thinks life and satisfaction can be found in a drug or a bottle or any kind of worldly pleasures or anything else or partying, whatever it is, Lord God, or affluency, let him realize that you are the life, Lord God. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Heavenly Father. Lord, Convict Edgar of his sin. We pray also for Melissa right now, that you continue to work in her heart. Convict both Melissa and Edgar of their waywardness, Heavenly Father. We call them out right now. Let the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest, convict both Melissa and Edgar. He mentioned them by name. Lead them both to the foot of the cross. We plead the blood over them. We thank you for for both their deliverance and salvation. We rebuke the spirit of deception, the spirit of distraction, any spirit that's keeping Edgar and Melissa away. They don't have to go to church. You don't have to read your Bible. There's plenty of time to turn to Christ. We rebuke those thoughts right now. Put in Melissa and Edgar a sense of urgency, even to come to church, Lord God. Speak to both their hearts and move in their lives right now, Lord God. Move in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We just ask you right now to have mercy on both these young people. Don't let them end up in hell. Don't let them get left behind, Lord. 
deliver and save. We trust you with Melissa and Edgar. We thank you, Lord God, for movement, for blessing, for conviction, for deliverance, and for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for four young adults. Their names are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. And when this prayer request came in a while back, it was our understanding that two are completely hostile to the gospel, and two of these are somewhat open, regardless whether it's partially open or a complete hostility. They all need to come to a saving knowledge of Christ. They all need to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. So let's pray for these four young adults right now. Let's pray for Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Lord God, we just come before you. Prayer warfare, intercession. It's difficult, Lord God. The enemy will try to discourage and distract. But we lift up these four young people right now, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that whatever it is that's keeping them from turning to you, hostility, bitterness, preoccupation with the world's pleasures or the world's pursuits, remove all these obstacles, Lord God. Remove them. So that these four young people see that all these things are nothing. They're emptiness. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord Jesus. We pray for the deliverance of these four young people, deliverance from whatever is holding them in bondage from turning to you. The enemy is ruining their lives. They may not even know it. They may think that they're fine. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of it is death. Help these four young people realize at the way that they've chosen for their lives, is death. It may seem right to them, but the end of it is death, Lord God. Open their eyes to this spiritual reality, Lord God, and convict them of their sin. Deliver them and convict and save, Lord. We commit all four of them into your hands. We rebuke the forces of darkness, which will tighten the grip on them and refuse to let them go. We rebuke this satanic vice grip on their minds and on their hearts. We plead the blood of Christ and we plead deliverance for these four young people, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. We claim them for you, Lord God. We thank you for their deliverance. We thank you for their salvation. We're not going to go by feeling. We're not going to go by situation. We're not going to go by circumstance. We're not going to go by time, Lord God. We commit them four into your hands. You have the perfect method and the perfect timing to bring all this to pass. We commit Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Rashan, And at the time this request was received, Rashan was a believer, supposedly, but then he came to the point through involvement with social media and different alternative philosophies, he ended up turning away from the Lord and turning to these philosophies. This is happening a lot. Many people are becoming prodigals, turning away from the faith. The enemy is deceiving many. 
And so we need to pray right now for Rashan against the spirit of deception and the spirit of blindness. Touch and agree with me right now for Rashan. Father, in the name, in the name of Jesus, we lift Rashan up to you, Lord God. The enemy is deceiving multitudes to turn to alternative lifestyles, alternative beliefs, alternative philosophies, Lord God. And Lord, we just lift Rashan up right now. First, we rebuke demonic entities. We rebuke spirit of deception. That's lying to Rashan. We rebuke the spirit of blindness that is not allowing Rashan to see the truth. That's turning him away to different beliefs and philosophies. We rebuke these lies, these deceptions, this trickery. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke them. We rebuke these forces of darkness. Move back! Take your hands off Rashan right now in the name of Jesus. And we lift Rashan up in prayer right now, Heavenly Father. Open his eyes to the truth. Turn him back around, Lord God, to the way, the truth, and the life. Help him to realize and see that no man can come into the Father except through Jesus. Salvation is found in no other name, not in any alternative lifestyle, philosophy, or belief system. And so, Lord God, through the power of your Holy Spirit, convict and lead Rashan back, Lord God. Father, let Rashan come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light in the name of Jesus. We commit Rashan into your hands, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to lift up a young man by the name of Matthew. And Matthew is the son of a godly woman who's been praying for her son. Matthew was at one time suicidal, but it's my understanding that Matthew was involved with the occult. We're going to lift Matthew up in prayer right now. We're going to enter spiritual combat. If this parent is listening right now to this podcast, or if you're tuning in to a a, a, a a download, touch and agree with me right now. Enter spiritual warfare with me against the forces of darkness for your son, Matthew. Let's pray. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we lift Matthew up in prayer right now. Now, first and foremost, we rebuke. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. We rebuke forces of darkness. We rebuke demonic entities. We cancel satanic contracts that are out on Matthew to kill him and to see him into a Christless eternity. We rebuke these satanic thoughts. We rebuke these satanic deceptions. We rebuke these satanic lies. In the name of Jesus, we command the enemy to take their hands off Matthew right now. We push them back. We counterattack satanic forces and we push them back in the name of Jesus. We enter the enemy's camp right now, boldly, fully armed with the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. And we rebuke demonic entities and demonic spirits, the prince and the power of the air. We rebuke. We rebuke, and we plead the blood of Jesus over Matthew right now. Father, fight for his soul. 
Right now, we claim Matthew for you, Lord God. We plead your blood, Lord Jesus, over Matthew. Deliverance and salvation, Lord God. Convict Matthew of the error of his ways. Deliver him from the occult. That's a lie. The enemy wants him involved in the occult. We rebuke this gravitation. We rebuke this pull to the occult. Bring Matthew out of that, Lord God. Do what needs to be done. Reveal the deception of the enemy. The devil wants to destroy Matthew. He may not realize that or believe it. Expose it, Lord God. Bring Matthew into the light of truth. Deliver Matthew and save him, Lord God. Break him. Break him down, Lord God. Like spiritual boot camp in the Marine Corps, break him down to build him up, Father. Convict him of his sin. Do what needs to be done so that he surrenders his life completely and totally to you in the name of Jesus. We commit Matthew into your hands. We commit him into your hands. We pray for Matthew's mom right now. We pray for Matthew's mom right now. We pray her strength in the Lord. We pray for revival in her soul. We pray for a double portion of the Holy Spirit. We pray for an upper room experience for Matthew's mom. Strength, spiritual strength to continue on. Not to give up and not to get discouraged. We commit Matthew into your hands, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you. We know you're working, you're moving, you're delivering, you're saving. It's happening. You're moving. We praise you and we thank you, Lord God. Help Matthew's mom continue to praise you and to believe and to trust, to step out in faith and ignore the situation and the circumstances, Lord God. We just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Johnny. Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who listens faithfully every week. And Johnny is in bondage to the stronghold of alcoholism. Now it's my understanding that there have been several events that have occurred in Johnny's life that have Johnny thinking and considering that his way of life is going to catch up to him. And so we're going to pray first for Johnny's mom, who's continuing to pray for him. And we're going to pray and lift up Johnny in prayer as well. Touch and agree with me for this young man named Johnny. Lord God, first and foremost, we lift up Johnny's mom, a loving and godly woman who commits her son to prayer every day, every week, every moment for his salvation and deliverance. Oh, Lord God, give Johnny's mom strength. Encourage her heart. Encourage her soul. Don't let her get discouraged. Don't let her feel down. Don't let her, Lord, reach a point where she says, I can't go on anymore. Lord, strengthen her with all power and might through the Holy Spirit. Fire from on high. Revival in the soul, strength, comfort, 
encouragement. The parakletos in Greek, the one who stands by the side, the Holy Spirit, guiding her, strengthening her, empowering her to go on. We pray for Johnny's mom, her continued strength in you, Lord God. And now we lift up Johnny in the name of Jesus, Father. You see the bondage to the stronghold of alcoholism. The mind tells the person that they need a drink. They can't cope with life without it. We rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. Johnny does not need alcohol. He doesn't need a drink. He needs Christ. So, Lord, speak to Johnny's mind and convict him of this. We, we just pray right now for healing, for the physical effects of alcohol ravaging the body. We pray for healing of the mind and healing of the body right now. The hem of the garment is getting touched right now. We pray for mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual healing right now. Lord God, touch Johnny's heart and mind. Continue to bring about any event in his life. Let things happen in his life that will convict him, that will bring him to the end of himself, Lord God. Do what it takes to break him, to break his stubborn self-will, to open up his blind eyes, to break his stubborn spirit, to break his resistance. Even if it means convicting him and having him say, yeah, I'll come to church, Lord, no matter what it is. Father, bring Johnny to the point where he says, enough, I need Jesus. We commit Johnny into your hands, Lord God for his deliverance and salvation, and we thank you, and we praise you, Lord, because we know you've already began to work. The testimony came in. Continue to work, Lord God, in Jesus' name. <coughs> Excuse me. Amen <coughs> and amen. Every week, we pray for a young man by the name of Curtis. Now, Curtis's mom was on the air several weeks ago testifying that her son Curtis, after much prayer and supplication and fasting, Curtis had accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Now, Mom is continuing to pray for him, and we're going to continue to pray for the mom right now and to pray for Curtis's continued strength. Like I said it before when it came to China, I'll say it again. Satan's not going to allow this to continue. There'll always be a satanic counterattack, and ground that is gained through prayer must be held by it. Touch and agree with me for Curtis's mom, and then for Curtis. Lord, we just lift up Curtis's mom right now. Lord, she prayed for her son continuously, and she came before you. And Lord, we just lift up this mom that you continue to strengthen her, to encourage her, to fortify her, Lord God. Fortify her in mind, in spirit, in soul. Give her an upper room Holy Spirit experience. Baptize her in the Holy Ghost right now, Lord God. If he's listening now, Reach out, Lord Jesus, and touch her mind, touch her heart. The power, the fire of the Holy Spirit touching this mom right now. 
Lord, if she gets discouraged, replace that discouragement with Holy Ghost encouragement. We rebuke the forces of darkness in this mom's life who'll try to get her to give up, stop praying. Or maybe the enemy may tell her, okay, you can stop praying now. Enough is enough. We rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. Lord, lay it upon this mom's heart. She has to continue in prayer, persevering, and not give up. We commit her into your hands, Lord God. Take this mom, continue to work in her life, turn her into a Ruth, an Esther, a Sarah, an Elizabeth, a Mary, a double portion, a triple portion, a quadruple portion, an eternal portion of the Holy Ghost in this mom's life. We lift up her son right now, Curtis. We thank you. For Curtis's salvation, Lord God, you moved in a mighty way. And now, Lord, we just lift up Curtis and we pray for him, for his continued strength, Lord God. There's going to be a counterattack. The enemy may tell Curtis, okay, enough. Don't overdo it. We rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you began to work in Curtis's life. Now continue to work in Curtis's life. Give him a hunger to read your word. When he opens up his Bible, speak to him. Encourage him. Let each time he has his devotional time, a spiritual awakening, a revival, that encourages him and strengthens him and edifies him and fortifies him, Lord God. Spiritual protein powder in Curtis's life, building spiritual muscle mass. Turn Curtis into a man of God, the same way we prayed for Curtis's mom to be turned into an Esther, a Ruth, a Sarah, an Elizabeth, a Mary. Turn Curtis into an Abraham, a Joshua, a Peter, a John, a Gideon. Make him into the man of God that he can be, Lord God. We commit Curtis into your hands, Lord God. Also, open up doors for success for him, Lord God. He's looking for work. Open up doors. Grant him stability, security, and success. Help him to meditate on your word. This law of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may have good success. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Let this be true in Curtis's life. We speak it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. The prayer request came in for a gentleman by the name of Joe. And the person who called in this request asked that Joe find his way back to the Lord. Joe does not believe that he's worthy of salvation. And he's disappointed with life. Well, you know what, Joe? You know what, parent who called us in? None of us is worthy of salvation. We're made worthy through the blood of Jesus Christ. There is salvation in no other. The only way we can approach the throne of grace is through the blood of Christ. So you know what? I'm unworthy too. We're all unworthy. But... We can boldly come before the throne of grace because we're covered with the blood of Jesus. So right now, we're going to pray for Joe right now. Touch and agree with me for Joe. 
Father, we lift up this young man by the name of Joe, Lord God, and it says that he needs to find his way back to you. So, Lord, there must have been a time when he was in the fold, or maybe he was reading his Bible or praying, or maybe there was a time when he believed, Lord God. We just lift up Joe right now in Jesus' name. Right now, we tear down and smash every stronghold of deception that's keeping Joe in the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. And we pray for Joe's deliverance and salvation. Lord, he's disappointed in life. But Lord, you can give Joe life and life abundantly. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord Jesus. And so we pray, Lord Jesus, that you just touch Joe's heart and speak to Joe's mind. You are the source of all life, Lord God. You are living water. You are the bread of life. Let Joe realize this, Lord God. Help him to drink. Help him to partake. Convict Joe of his sin. Open up Joe's eyes. Lord, well, do what needs to be done. Bring a friend who's a Christian into Joe's life. A co-worker. A family member. An acquaintance. A neighbor. Let him find a gospel track on the floor. Let him overhear a Christian song. Put a burden in him to go to church. Whatever it is, Lord God. Whatever method you choose, Lord God. You know what Joe will respond to. We commit Joe into your hands, Lord. We commit his deliverance and salvation to you. In Jesus' name, amen. A request came in regarding four adult children, Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And the request was that to pray that they're surrounded by godly influences and that the Lord make himself real to these four young people that they come to a faith in Christ. Well, that's the prayer for all of our prodigals. And we're going to touch and agree right now for Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we just lift up these four young adults, Lord God. And again, like the other four young adults we prayed for earlier, you see each one's individual life, what they're doing, where they're going, who they're with. You know what's keeping each one. You know each one's story, Lord God. Lord, we pray first and foremost that these four young adults are surrounded by godly influences, Lord. That you bring friends, people that they know, people that they don't know, perhaps, into their lives who will witness to them who will be salt and light, who will be living epistles that can be seen and read by these four young adults, Lord God. Touch their hearts so that they see Christ in the lives of these godly people around them. Let them see a difference, Lord God. Lord, reveal yourself to these four young people in a way that will speak to each one of them individually, Father. And bring them all to the point where they surrender their lives to you, Lord God. Let spiritual blindness be erased from the lives of Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. We rebuke the spirit of deception and the spirit of blindness that is not allowing them to see, but rather would prefer to keep them in darkness. We commit all four into your hands, their deliverance and salvation. We don't know when it's going to happen, Lord. 
but what's going to happen. And we'll wait for the testimony to come in. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We received a request several days ago for the salvation and deliverance from addiction. This is the information we have. Prayer for mom and dad, for the sister Deanna, the sister Carrie and her daughter Andrea, Andrea, I believe it is Jessica and Jamie, and Deanna's two sons, Ben and Zeke. And what's being requested is deliverance and salvation for everyone involved in this prayer request. Well, you know, the Lord knows the details of all these prayer requests that we received for this family. So let's touch and agree right now. Father, you see. You see this entire family. You see mom. You see dad. You see Deanna. You see Carrie. And Carrie's daughter's. Jessica, Andrea, and Jamie. You see Deanna's two sons, Zeke and Ben. Lord, you see each one of these individual lives and what's going on, Lord God. The rapture is next, Lord God. The rapture of the church. Time is short. Things are happening in the world, Lord God. This is no time to not be saved. And so we lift up this entire family before you, Lord God. We rebuke any spirit of bondage. We command the release of this entire family. Yes, Lord, revival, familial revival, Lord God. Bring revival, bring revelation to this entire family, to the truth of the gospel, Lord God. Let there be no peace or rest in the minds of any of these family members until they all surrender their lives to you, Lord God. They may come all together. They may come one at a time, Lord God. But do what needs to be done in each of their individual lives, Heavenly Father. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are at work in this family. We cancel the contracts, spiritual assassination contracts on these family members. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy but we stand in the gap right now. We rebuke those attempts. And Lord, we pray for the deliverance and salvation of this entire family, Lord God. It happened in the book of Acts, Lord God. Roman officers' entire family got saved. It's not impossible. It can happen. Spirit of God, pour out on this entire family. Corporately, all at the same time, or one by one, the way you see fit, Lord God. You move in your own way and in your own time, in your own fashion. We trust you with the process, Lord God. We commit this entire family into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. And last but not least, we have a young man by the name of Eric. And we have no other details except that there is prayer requested of his return to the Lord. Touch and agree with me right now for Eric. Father, you know the details. You know the information. We don't have to have them, Lord God. Be nice to have them, but we don't need them. Lord, you know. A sparrow doesn't fall to the ground unless you know about it, Lord. 
The very hairs of our head are counted. The stars are called by name by you, Lord, so you know the details. And so right now we lift up this young man by the name of Eric. Lord, let every stronghold of the enemy resisting the mind of Eric from receiving you to be pulled down in the name of Jesus. Let all hindrances coming between Eric's heart and the gospel be melted away by the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. We bind the strong man that's attached to him from keeping him from receiving you, Lord Jesus. We just plead the blood over Eric right now. Deliver him from whatever is holding him in bondage as well. The enemy is ruining his life. So bring him back to the fold, Lord God. We're waiting for the testimony. We're waiting for the praise report that Eric has returned to the Lord. Lord, we just lift him up in prayer. We commit him to you, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We know it's happening even right now as we speak. Like the song says, even when we can't see it, you're working. When we can't feel it, you're working. It doesn't matter, Lord God. You are moving in Eric's life and in the lives of all the prodigals and every single request we prayed for. All things are possible. Only believe. And we trust and believe you, Lord God. We worship and we praise you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to the end of our time together here at Parents of Prodigals. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to let you rest assured with the fact that these requests are not just prayed for on Thursdays, but we lift up these requests in prayer during the week as well. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. And so we all need to touch and agree for the deliverance and salvation of all these requests for all these prodigals. Not just on Thursday, but during the week as well. And I also want to mention uh, this special announcement. I know many of us are parents of prodigals, some of which have mental health issues and others have drug and alcohol issues. And while I would never dismiss the presence and influence of the demonic in the lives of prodigals who are in bondage to addiction and mental health issues, there is also another element to it as well, the medical element to it. And so in future podcasts of Parents of Prodigals coming soon, I'm going to have as guests Christian mental health professionals who'll speak on behalf of those of us who are parents of prodigal sons and daughters and they have mental health issues and how we can deal with these issues, not just in prayer, because again, I believe a demonic is at work and can be at work in this situation, but also from the medical perspective as well, in terms of dealing with the situation. And so it's our intention to have mental health professionals who are believers in our Lord Jesus Christ come on our podcast and share their insights medically as to how we can deal with this. Also, Christian drug and alcohol therapists who can provide insight and share insight regarding 
those of us who are parents of prodigals who are in bondage to addiction, drugs or alcohol, and how to deal and address with the situation. Again, I do believe that there are demonic forces that can be and are many times at work in these situations. So we're not going to ignore that aspect of this. But in having these professionals come on, it's my intention that they come on to shed light and provide insight for us on how to deal with these matters and to speak on what their insights are regarding it. So, that being said, I want to thank you for joining us this week for the Parents of Prodigals podcast. The next time we will be on the air will be next Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so I want to leave you with this. If you are the parent of a prodigal or unsaved son and daughter, and you live in New York, California, Colorado, North or South Carolina, Massachusetts, or Connecticut, if you're the parent or guardian, the mom and dad of a wayward, backslidden son and daughter, and you're agonizing for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, Virginia or West Virginia, New Jersey or Montana, if you're the parent or guardian of a wayward and backslidden son or daughter, you don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place or enter a Christless eternity, and you live in Illinois, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Arkansas, Wyoming, Arizona, South Carolina, Rhode Island, Washington State or Oregon. If you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden and wayward son and daughter, and you want their name written in the book of life, to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you live in Mexico, Uganda, France, the Philippines, Germany or Zimbabwe, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Tanzania, Japan, New Zealand, or Russia. If you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, and your burden for their salvation, And you want to see them saved. You don't want to see them living a Christless life. But you want to see their names written in the book of life. And you want them to have life abundant. If you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter. Continue in prayer. Being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, November 14th, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is Brother Alan Weir wishing you a good night, and God bless all of you.